All right, here we go for another episode of Pop Culturing, where we talk about movies and TV from the Gen X perspective. Uh, welcome, everybody. Um, it's going to be Mother's Day here soon, and I think I Googled, I don't know, movies about moms or motherhood, and there's a bunch in there that I had no interest in, like Mommy Dearest and... Sweetie, why not Mommy Dearest? It's perfect for Mother's Day. Terms of Endearment would have been a Ugh, doozy. No, thank you. But we decided to do It's Complicated because it's a movie that is on, it seems like it's on all the time. So It's Complicated, is it's, it's interesting because this movie came out in what, 2013? Give or take. I did not see this movie in the theater. Neither did I. I don't think I was interested in it, whatever phase of life we were in at the time, young children, everything. Um but it became for Todd and I and our children like a top five rewatchable. Yeah. I mean, don't you think? Be just because there's certain parts that we think are hilarious. <laughs> we, the movie has grown on us in this. Like, I'm I'm wondering how many people will listen to this. Like, how many people have watched It's Complicated? To that point, I'm uh, going to play. Uh, the trailer kind of sucks because it's more visual. But I found something on YouTube uh, from Nancy Myers, the oh, director, good. that just kind of gives a brief overview of it. But before I do that, I do want to play a song that has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> That does have nothing to do with the movie. Well, other than the fact that it's called Complicated. Yes. By Poy Dog Pondering. Are they a Chicago band? Yes. Oh. Chicago band. We spent many, many a day, or many a day, many a night um, watching them on stage. Very big band. Yes. Very fun. A lot of fun. Um. So, but anyway. So my hope is, I'm going to play like 30 seconds, because, you know, sometimes you listen to the podcast rewatchables. On movies that you've never seen before. Sure, I do. Mm -hmm. So maybe our hope here is for because I'm sure that this is probably one of the lower, less seen less movies. Pot, less seen movies. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to play maybe 30 seconds, and the voice you're going to hear is Nancy Myers, who's the director. Maybe we'll talk and writer. a little about. Oh, and writer. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about her, but it's her just kind of summarizing what the deal is with this movie. Jane was married to Jake for 19 years. They have three children together. They've been divorced for 10 years. He had divorced her for the younger woman, but she's weathered that storm. Joe, you are so lucky Jerry is dead. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't have to bump into him. Well, that's true. They both have moved on with their lives. And for some people who are divorced, there still are these lingering feelings they have. Jake's marriage is not going exactly as planned. Hurry back, I'm ovulating. At the same time, Jane and Jake have a son graduating from college, and they both go to New York to their son's graduation. When was the last time we had a meal together? You and me, alone, 1999. So, come on. Once every 10 years. So that's basically the setup of the movie. That's yeah. like the first 10 minutes. Um, so maybe we'll talk about the next hour and a half. Uh, after that, but that's kind of the deal. Well, let's talk. Can we just give some structure here? Yeah. And then it can. Todd got a massage today, so yeah. he, now he's My got a runny nose. Running. His lymphatic system has opened up, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Eleni. You're here for it. Um, so, anyway, so the structure of this movie, first of all, it's a Nancy Myers movie. Um, those of you who know Nancy Myers, or maybe you know Nora Ephron, because they have a very similar sensibility, where I think Nora Ephron was much more focused on, they're both writers, so I don't want to, they don't have to be so different. But one of the things about Nancy Myers movies are the aesthetics, okay? So when you're watching a Nancy Myers movie, you're like, okay, visually you can tell. Because of what the furniture looks like, what the colors look like, the what the flowers. It, it's so comforting. Like, uh, her movies are so comforting. Easy to watch. So easy to watch, smooth. Like, there's just this way that the camera pans over everything where you're like, huh. Aesthetically pleasing. Right. So you just start with that structure. And so one thing that we have to accept, though, is that it's even though the writing is amazing and fun and funny, you're not going to get some, like, real, like, a cliffhanger. These We know typically, I mean, even though this movie does kind of have a question at the end, 
there are a lot of I was reading the reviews last night and a lot of the reviews were like, oh, it was not predictable. You know, it, was, it was so predictable. I'm like, yes, that's what a comfort movie is. Yeah. That's why people like rom-coms. Like, so if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I want something brand new. It's like, it's really not. Yeah. But what makes it so good is the three leads. Yeah. So you have Meryl Streep, who is Jane, who's, it's Meryl Streep. Do I need to say anything else? Enough said. And then the two men in her life are Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. So you have this acting capability that is way beyond what this movie needs from them. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of just have a lot of fun. And um, that's what makes it so enjoyable. It's kind of like, you know... Todd, you know how when you and I are watching like an interview or somebody on stage and because we don't know their capabilities, we're kind of nervous. Yeah. But when you know someone can handle anything, like someone who can handle any interview, you can just sit back and enjoy it. You can be like, oh, they can handle it. Like Saturday Night Live, like Kate McKinnon, right? You you know she's going to be fine. Yeah. You're not like, oh, she's going to blow this skit. You're like, no, she's fine. Kristen Wiig, same thing. So that's why this movie is so comforting because every scene, you know that everyone is doing it so well and they're so comfortable in their skin. So that's just the setup of where I think when you and I started watching it, it wasn't necessarily because we were like, what's going to happen? We just enjoyed watching them act. Don't you think? No doubt. I mean, you have a, a sense of trust. Yeah. Like there's no anxiety. No, that's what I was trying Watching yeah. the movie because Meryl is going to... And, you know, Alec's a good actor and Steve Martin's a good actor, but it's Meryl. It's Meryl Streep's movie, yeah. And she she brings everybody else's game up. Correct. And you know that it's – I don't care. I mean, she's done a whole bunch of movies, most of which I haven't seen as I look through her filmography. Really? So I should probably spend a little more time watching some of her classics. Um, But, yeah, you just know – you trust her and you trust – that the project she signs on to. And I remember when um, this movie came out, um, and I actually, I don't think it was 2013, Todd. I think it was 2010. Yeah. Because the it was such a big deal that these three people were going to be in a movie together, and Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin actually hosted the Academy Awards that year. And they, um, they did they break? They, are they holding the record of SNL hosting? Oh, things? yeah. I wrote that down somewhere. Um Let's see. They So first of all, they had never worked together in a film, Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin, but they are tied for the most times hosting Saturday Night Live with 14 times. So both of them have hosted 14 times. And they also co-hosted the 2010 Academy Awards. So Which this I must... think they did a pretty bad job at those Academy Awards. Oh, God, hosting the Academy Awards is brutal. There's I would only never so many job. people that can do that well. So Billy Crystal. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I think, does a pretty yes, good job. Yes, I didn't think David Letterman was awful. No. I yeah, mean, he just he got he got skewered because the Oprah Oprah Uma Uma thing. Um, and then who else has done a good job? That's really those are the people I think of. Johnny Carson used to do it way yeah. back when. We're aging ourselves, yeah. but I always enjoyed Billy Crystal because of all the dancing, acting, singing. Sure, you know, it was there was a lot to it. Um, uh, you know who would be good is uh, Doogie Howser. Yeah, guy. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did he host the Tonys? He's one on time? the Tonys. Ooh, that man is talented. Yes, Jeez. Hugh Jackman could do it. Yes, right. I, it, but it, but it's so funny. I don't think I could see. He can do all those things, and maybe he has hosted the Tonys, but I couldn't see him doing the Academy Awards. Yeah, I think he likes to keep himself a little more private. Okay. But I don't know. Okay. So do you want to talk about them first, Todd, before we launch into this movie about Meryl and Alec and Steve? No, I think we should save that for the end. Let's talk about the movie first. Okay. So this movie um, begins with uh, the understanding that, you know, Nancy Myers just said to us that Jane and, um, what's his name? Jake, that is uh, Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin, were previously married um, and they divorced 10 years ago. Alec Baldwin is now married to a woman um, named Agnes. It's Lake Bell Mm -hmm. is the actress. She's much, much younger than him. And that they, they actually at the very beginning run into each other at a party of an old friend. And you kind of, that's the first time you see that Jake is kind of um, interested in talking with her more. Like he, he wants to be connected to her, but she's built a life without him. Yeah. And so they go to New York for her son's graduation 
And when she gets there, she's totally bummed. I totally, it's so funny to to talk about this scene because now I have a different lens on it. She's checking into the hotel and her kids, she has, she actually has four kids, but one of them is marrying into the family. Mm -hmm. So it's John Krasinski is the guy marrying into the family, um, marrying his oldest daughter who she's on succession, but I don't know her name. And then the middle daughter is Zoe Kazan. Um, and then the son, I don't know who that is, but anyway, they are like, she's so excited cause she's made dinner reservations and they're like, Oh mom, we're, we're going to go to this party. Mm-hmm. We're busy. And like, when you watch that, how do you feel about that? Like, are you like, of course they should go to the party. Are you like bummed? You for feel her? sorry for the mom, for yeah. Meryl Streep's character. Uh, but you totally get it. I, I think it's a, a lack of communication beforehand. Yes. Like set expectations because she thought she was going to have this big dinner with her family. Yes. And instead she's alone in a hotel room and you see her like sulking in her loneliness in the room and she's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the bar. Yeah. And you know, she is sulking. You're right. But it's almost, I felt a little justified. I'm being now a mom of adults. Sure. And not like... She's got every right to be sad. Yeah. And you know me. It's not like I'm ever saying to the girls, you have to be with us. Like I want them to be free and to fly. But like you said, it was expectations. She's like, oh, I made dinner reservations. We're all together. It's a balance. Is there a win-win in there? Instead of her being alone the whole night. Right. How about we have appetizers and a quick drink? Yeah. Let's have dinner. And then you guys go to the party but that's not how it works out not only that but the son's like can i have your credit card well and that's the other thing like <laughs> these um very wealthy group of people yes here, yes um which is fine whatever but like yeah, yeah we're the, watching privileged people yes yeah. privileged people it's yeah. just be you know she's got a view of the ocean right. from her house yes and and they're at the hotel they're at like a really it's nice like a hotel. four seasons yeah. type hotel so yeah and her son's going to nyu yeah you know so you that's the other thing too is like you know again this is a movie from a different time but there's still there's there's a lot of things you have to accept going in. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is just the way this movie is. Yeah. Um, and so... So do you feel... I feel like I, I broke this movie up into the best scenes. Um, and the first... The my, first scene is where we are right now. My first submission is the, you know, where she's at the bar and Alec Baldwin's yep. there. And that's where we are. And it's really, I don't really have any clips to that because it's a lot of it's visual. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll play on the podcast, but it's just a really funny, how they start off kind of standoffish with one another and then the drinks start flowing and then they're dancing. Well, and- you and I always start laughing. So like Todd said, she's bummed in her hotel room, but then she decides to go down the bar. She's like table for one. She's sitting at the bar and then she hears Alec Baldwin laughing at the end of the bar like and it's just it makes us laugh every time because you just know who he is yeah Alec Baldwin is I mean they're they're all really good but he's the person in this movie like he is the joy of this movie I have the laugh okay hi hi I'll have a Pinot Noir right away no you know I'll have a very dry tanqueray martini straight up with a twist Mm Yes, and that's... And then he's life. so excited when he sees her at the bar. He's like, he like gives her away. Well, and Lake Bell's character and Pedro couldn't show up to the graduation. So right. he's flying solo also. He's flying solo, which, you know, she didn't know that was going to happen. So like Todd said, the next... It's like a rush. The it's montage like a, of them getting hammered. Yeah. So basically they're drinking so much wine yeah, and they're talking, they're reminiscing. Um, you know, obviously they decide to eat dinner. Yeah, at they're the doing bar. the pre-drinks and then they're doing like heavy glasses of wine <laughs> and then the brandy. And then the brandy. Yeah. Don and I were like, oh my God, we and would I, be on the floor. And what's so funny is I just think headache, headache, headache. Me too. Yeah. Well, and as we know, she does get sick. So they eventually in the whole time, like they're kind of flirty, like not it's it's mostly driven by Jake, you know, by Alec Baldwin. Um, she's not really she's more being hard on him for reasons that, you know, we understand their breakup. Like he ended up with a younger woman, um, but he's being flirty. And so they end up dancing and then they end up going back to a room and they end up sleeping together. Now, again, this show is so, this is a movie that the focus is, it's every, how do I say this? There's, they don't show a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when we return to their room, it's the aftermath of they just had it, sex. Yes. And she's, ha- she's half naked. <laughs> well, not really. She's all covered up. Yeah, I mean, she's it's, covered up. But she is, he is, this is what also makes the movie funny because this happens a few times. He's ecstatic. She's swimming in shame or <laughs> guilt and he is so happy. Stoked. So then um, Meryl has to go to, Meryl, whatever her name is. Jane. Jane has to go to the toilet to throw up uh-huh. and this is what happens. <laughs> oh. Are you okay? 
What do you mean? <laughs> this was amazing. We just had a great time. Oh, a great time. This is the dumbest thing two people have ever done. Oh, really? I don't know. I haven't thought it through, but off the top of my head, I thought it was smoking hot. So something about it wasn't so dumb. And FYI, I like that you stopped getting bikini waxes. You've gone native. I was into it. That's one of the <laughs> best lines of the movie right there. Because of her face. Because she's, you know that it's not like she chose that. She's just not getting bikini waxes. Right. So she's just like, mm. um, So anyway, it's a, um, that whole scene is funny. They, you know, when we basically then spend the weekend with them where she's with the kids and they don't want the kids to know what happened. You know, they go to dinner together. And again, there's a, some poignant moments where the kids say, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people who are from divorced families can relate where the kids are like, this is really great yeah. that it's just us again. Mm -hmm. You know, that instead of having his ex-wife or it sounds like they kind of go back in time and they're like, you know, you guys didn't, you couldn't be in the same room together 10 right. years ago. And now we're a family again and it's really great. And so I interest, so I'm just going to stop and give my opinion on something. I liked them together in this movie, Todd. I think I am like, and I kind of got this from Skylar last night because we watched it again last night. I think I'm like not typical. I liked them together. Well, what do you, uh, they have chem, you're talking about the characters. Yeah. I'm talking about Alec Baldwin and, and Meryl Streep. Like my version of the end of this movie, I would have loved if they would have been together. Oh, now really? I know that's not going to work because that's not how we set up movies. We've yeah, got to right. make people pay and you know, you're never going to go backwards. Like I totally get it, but there was something that I thought was very endearing. So I think that's a hot take. Do you think or so? Or at least a warm take. So if you... I don't know if this is the right way of framing this, but you think that the best ending to this movie is with Jake and Jane I, to remain together. I don't think it's the best ending because that's not the message it's trying to send. But I think when I'm watching the movie, I love them together. So I you're think, Jane. Yeah. You're Jane. You're uh -huh. in the exact same situation as uh -huh. Jane. You think that Jake is the best partner for you. Uh, like, I don't know how to, I mean, maybe not the best partner because we have so much painful history, but I like, they were more fun to me. They have all that history. They knew each other when they were young. They have these children together. And I just, and, and again, we're jumping the gun here, but Steve Martin is the other love interest. And I just don't see him that way. Yes. But um, when, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but when they smoke the joint, they have a fun time together. They do. But they're high. Like, who's not going to have a fun time right. together when you're high? Right. Um, and then they make the chocolate croissant. Yes. And they do have some chemistry, but it's not as electric. No, right? it's not. And, and it's and not what's the a same. more long... And I feel like Jake is a child. I think a lot of... Ha what happens to a lot of men when they get divorced is they don't know how to be alone. Correct. So they go find another partner. And I think for Jake to really hit his full potential as a human being, he needs to be alone for a bit. He does. And this is these are the reasons that this could never happen. Like, I'm, it is a hot take because I know that we can't end the movie with the two of them together. But, you know, number one, he's married to Agnes. So they are indeed having an affair. So he's just done like... Um, he's done an affair on both sides. He had an affair with Agnes when he was with Jane and now he's, you know, having with Jane and having an affair. Yeah. So he, obviously he's demonstrating he doesn't have a, a good character. Like, yeah. you know, his moral, his moral compass, moral is, compass is skewed. So obviously we have that. And then we also have like his, he's so like flippant, like everything is just about the moment. He's not thinking about how he's going to affect people, how mm -hmm. he's going to hurt people, especially Agnes Pedro. Pedro is Agnes's son and his stepson. And his own children, like how they're going. So he's not, whereas Steve Martin's character, he's he's divorced. He's not with anybody. He's completely honest. He's completely transparent. He's mature. He's responsible. He's steady as she goes. Exactly. And so the the juxtaposition or the, um, the, the comparing the two, it's obvious who she's going to end up with. Right. Well, and, you know, Mar uh, Jane's character is she's whatever, 50 some odd years old. Uh -huh. She has a really successful business. Yep. Like she doesn't need like I feel like what Steve Martin's character offers is stability. Right. And what Jake offers is excitement, but there's also going to be a lot of volatility there. And it's going to be who am I? Yeah. Right. Like 
And I think her whole point through the whole movie is she's been away from him for 10 years. She has found her sense of self. And now that she knows who she is, does she want that craziness again? Or does she want the stability? Mm-hmm. And and does stability mean boring? Because like you said, they have a really good time together, she and Steve Martin. Right. But that's the thing is like, as I watched this movie, I knew they wouldn't end up together. Right. It's just, there's moments when you have history with somebody like that, where you're just like, God, these are our children. This is our home. This is us. We know each other. And it's, it's sad that they can't, Yeah, you no know? Doubt. And so anyway. Um, I'm going to play just a clip. So the second time they uh, get together and have sex, um, Jake, Alec Baldwin's character, kind of like justifies why this is a genius move. Yeah. So he comes yeah. over to her place and he to just hang out. And then he says this. Jake, I think it would be really good for us to just not talk for a couple of days. You know what I think? Just for the record, I think we're doing something kind of brilliant. All the things that tore us apart aren't issues anymore. I'd say our problems actually went away. What? Didn't you always say you felt you weren't being heard? Wasn't that our big issue? Both of us always feeling rejected and unappreciated. Look at us now. You're so much more together. You're not exhausted all the time. You're not catering every weekend or busy all day with the kids. And I'm calmer, (laughs) not as obsessed with work. I'm a partner. I'm there. We both grew into the people we wanted each other to be. Really? Well... You're better than I am at remembering all the details Do of Do you our... remember never having time for sex? <laughs> now look at us. We've already done it two times this week, and it's only Tuesday. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, okay, first of all, just listening to it, part of the reason that Alec Baldwin is so fun to watch, and I and so I have to, I want to say a few Alec Baldwin things. And number one, I am probably my favorite comedy of all time is 30 Rock. So if anybody watched 30 Rock you'll know that Alec Baldwin's a huge part of that. And he plays somebody named Jack Donaghy. And his line readings are funny just because of the way he reads them. And so he's kind of doing the same thing in this movie. You know, like when he's like, I'm calmer. Mm -hmm. Like there's just something that is funny. Yeah, he has Um, these pauses. Yes, which he, do you remember what where he got those from? Where he learned to do that? He used to watch the Carol Burnett show and Harvey Korman used to do that. Oh, interesting. So he's, when he decided to be on a sitcom, you know, because that really wasn't his thing, he's like, I'm just going to kind of do Harvey Korman. Well, what's interesting is what little I know about 30 Rock is... There's a lot of dialogue packed into a tight 22-minute yes, show. Very so they actually so. have to speak very quickly. And they I feel do. like his cadence in this movie is a lot slower than his cadence as Jack Donaghy. Um, yes, I think that's true. I mean, he, it's and it's a movie. So, like, he gets to do it a million times, sure. right? He doesn't have to, you know, on a sitcom, you're, you're, you're just trying to get it. I'm sure they did many takes yeah. is what I'm saying. But there's – so I think another reason – that when I saw this movie, I became so invested is because I was watching 30 Rock so much. So there was a lot of like connection. And I know that, you know, Alec Baldwin's been through some things. Um, And I don't just mean the most recent thing where, you know, what happened on his movie set um, where there was a woman killed and he was holding the gun and there's all sorts of stuff around that, Um, which the reason I'm saying I'm speaking about it the way I am is we weren't, you know, we don't know like what happened, but we know that he was involved and it was awful. Um, And he's also, you know, has right now he's, got seven children and his wife is a huge influencer and he's just gone in interesting ways. And then historically, you know, he was married to Kim Basinger and they had a pretty volatile relationship. He had a volatile relationship with his daughter, Ireland, which is totally resolved now, by the way, everybody, like he and his daughter are super close, but everyone remembers that, um, you know, phone call that he made to her where he called her awful names. So my point in saying that is I know Alec Baldwin has a history. I know he's controversial. Um, I know he's very political. I know all those things. But I enjoy his character in 30 Rock and in this movie very much. Um, it, and we're going to get into his his other movies later on. But it's just, I kind of just want to put a pin in all those other things as yep. we discuss this movie, yep. rather than debate whether or not he's deserving of things. It's mm-hmm. like just at this point in time. Yeah, in a vacuum, this is how this he is showed fun. up in this yeah, movie. this is a great movie. Um, so after that, after they are together again, 
Um, they, so she finally tells her friends. Right. And I feel like that's, even though I think it's two, I don't know if there's two, fr- two scenes with friends or three scenes, two with, scenes friends, with friends, but they're both really fun yes. to kind of be an observer to of how women who really love each other and trust each other will talk to one another. And how they're family. Yeah. You and know? So I'm going to play the clip and I'm actually going to share it on the screen, sweetie, so you could see it. I'm okay. just going to test it out. Um, but the idea is, uh, she's gonna fess up to what happened this weekend. Okay. What? When did this happen? Where did you meet him? <laughs> well, it started in New York. New York last week? Mm-hmm. We did it once there. And once here. Or maybe, maybe more than once there. I, don't, I, I was drunk, so... You had drunken sex with a married man in New York when you went back for Luke's graduation? <laughs> yeah. Turns out, I'm a bit of a slut. <laughs> Apple, blueberry, or plum? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <gasps> you're not saying. <laughs> what? No, you're not. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. I am having an affair with Agnes Adler's husband. <laughs> That is genius. Genius, babe. So first of all, I couldn't see it on my screen, but I could see the dialogue. No, it just had the dialogue. But it's okay. I enjoyed it all the same. So let's say who those women are. So we have um, uh, Rita um, Wilson. Wilson. We know Rita Wilson. Uh, We have Alexandra Wentworth and Mary Kay Place. So we know these women, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's fun to see in their own right. You know, they're all, you know stars in their own right. So it's fun to see them all interacting and, you know, consider themselves friends. Yeah. Um, and so, and like you said, that's the second scene. That's There's another one before that that kind of solidifies, you know, their connection yeah. and where they are in their own relationships. Yeah, I don't have any hot takes about uh, the scenes with friends other than they're just enjoyable to watch. Yeah, well, and it kind of demonstrates to you, it's an opportunity for Meryl Streep to talk about her that because what you're watching her experience when she's not with her friends, is just the shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And those scenes offer you a moment to see that she's actually having fun. Yeah. And and this is what I enjoy about movies like this. And again, I know it's a romantic comedy. It's very typical. But the paradox, right? Because, of course, she feels ashamed and guilty. You know, her friend Mary Kay Place actually says to her, well, he is married. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not really something you would normally do. And, she, and that's true. Like, yeah. that's not in her character. But it's also her ex-husband, again, that's the title, it's complicated. So it's it's a weird, it's where do you find yourself? Right. And um, I don't know if the next scene you're going to is when she goes to see her therapist, but I find that scene to be very touching. I, I yeah, actually, she, it's supposed to be funny, but I get a little choked up. Well, um, I'm not going to play it just because it's not, I don't think it'll play that well. But basically she asks her therapist who she's had a relationship with for a long time, mm-hmm. done a lot of work on herself. She's like, in this case, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. Tell me what you think. And he basically gives her free reign to do Are it. you sure you can't play that scene? Sure, I can play it. Just play it starting from where she's like, okay, I just really need you. Because I think it's very interesting. I can do that. Uh, let's see. Are you saying that I should? Is this too early? No, that's why I keep seeing it. Because honestly, I think that if the guilt... The guilt and the fear could go away. I could just... I could let go a little bit and, um, you know, I could figure this out. I wouldn't resist looking at this. Okay. And another way of saying that might be... Let go, Jane. It can't hurt. Thank you. There we go. So she, and again, even going back from that, and you don't have to play, you got the gist. Mm -hmm. But if you go back a few minutes before she basically says, I feel like I I got through the shame and hurt, she actually says she made a list of reasons why she thinks she's doing this. And one of them was she's just lonely Mm -hmm. and she gets really choked up because, you know, we're lonely, right? Like she's like, am I just doing this like really crazy thing because I'm just afraid to be alone or uncomfortable with being alone? And then she also says, but maybe it's something Jake and I need to work through. Like we didn't finish, we didn't complete. And um, so the list is really every emotion she's having. And he's finally like, just, Mm -hmm. he's like, he basically says to her, and again, these aren't real therapeutic relationships. We are not supposed to give advice as therapists, you know, but he basically says to her, you're opening up more right now 
than you have in years. So this is teaching you something. Yeah, there's, you some, know? there's something here to be learned. There's something here to be learned. And so then um, she invites him- um, To the hotel. To the hotel so and, they can actually have an affair. And then Alec Baldwin's character decides to pass out. Well, before that is some of the funniest scenes. I know, but I don't think it's going to play because it's you don't a have to lot play of it. visual with Jim. Yeah, you don't have to play it. I just want to introduce the yes. fact that John, it's not Jim, sweetie. It's Jim from the office. It's John Krasinski, who he and his fiance, the oldest daughter, are working on their wedding because they're having their wedding at this hotel. And this is the hotel that... You know, Jake and Jane are about to, you know, go up to a room together and he sees what's happening. And she doesn't. And so it's a lot of like traditional comedy, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like pratfall kind of stuff, you know, like you're watching him like freak out. Um, can I tell a quick sure. um, John Krasinski story? Yeah, go ahead, babe. Um, because I've probably told the Sunset Parenting Radio, but we may have a different audience here. Who knows? So one time when I was, it was when the girls were all little, I had three kids and we all flew into uh, Seattle airport because um, Todd's brother lives there and Todd had to immediately get on another plane. So he had to leave the girls and I at our gate and he had to get on a different plane because he had a work thing. It just so happened to be snowing like crazy in Seattle. And it was really dangerous because that's not typical for Mm -hmm. that climate. And they don't really have, it's not Chicago. They don't have salt trucks. They don't know what to do, you know, about it. Plus I have to get all this luggage. I have three kids. It was just a very trying time. And so I was sitting there, um, uh, you know, as Todd was getting ready to go or he had already left and I was sitting there with the girls and they were kind of upset. We had just gotten off the plane. And I was talking to the phone. I was talking on the phone to somebody, like saying, you know, oh, this is gonna be so rough. And then all of a sudden, I saw someone coming toward me, and I knew this person. And I was so grateful that this person was coming toward me because I was like, this person is gonna help me. And as he got closer, I was like, hi, like I was so happy. And it turns out it was John Krasinski, and I just thought he was my friend because I was watching The Office at the time. It was he didn't know me. And he was like, huh. And he kind of went a different way because I think I scared the hell out of him. Like, well, probably not. He's probably used to people recognizing him. But the way I did it was as if he was my like long lost friend. Yes. Um, And then the other cool thing in that moment was he left and then I realized what I did and I was embarrassed and my girls were too young to understand what had just happened. They were like, who's that? I'm like, you know. And then I looked up and there was someone sitting in a seat not too far from us just looking at my kids, like just watching my kids. And it was uh, Kristen Bell. Okay, Bell. And it was way before she was married or with Dax Shepard or whatever. And I remember thinking, she looks like she wants kids because mm. she looks, she's looking at my kids like she's adoringly. You and know what I mean? She's going to have two baby girls, right? Did, little Eventually. did she know. And I had three girls. How so, a little clip from uh, Jim, uh, Michael, and Dwight. All right, let's do it. Being aggressive, hostile, or difficult. Let's go. All right, fine. <clears throat> bring, bring. Hello? Hello, this is Dwight Schrute from the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Wow, that's great, because I need paper. Excellent, then you are in luck, because we are having a limited time offer only on everything. Wow, this is my lucky day. Ask him his name. What is your name, sir? I am Bill Butlicker. <laughs> really, that's your real name? How dare you? My family built this country, by the way. Be respectful, Dwight, please. Uh, uh, yes, Michael. Could you hold on one second? That's my other line. What? No, but I... Hello? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just on the phone with this stupid salesman. He's so dumb. <laughs> Probably just going to keep him on the line forever and not buy anything. <laughs> Should I let it go or no? <laughs> no, that enough? you're done. Oh, my God. But this, these are the things. I was watching The Office so much that I thought Jim was my best friend. Yes. Um, so anyway, that is that is a story. But John Krasinski's great in this movie. He's like the side. So it's like you've got the three leads, and then he's the next person who's super funny. Yes. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, our favorite. Uh, we'll do that. You've got to play that scene um, eventually. Uh, what I was going to say is the other movies that we love by John Krasinski. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but first, so um, Jake's character passes out uh, from- In the hotel room. Excitement, and they have a doctor, an old school doctor with a doctor bag. I know. That walks up to the hotel room, which is hilarious because I don't know if doctors do this type House of calls. thing anymore. House they calls. They did in the Brady Bunch. Yes, they did. Um, so the doctor's asking Jake some questions. Do you have a heart condition, Mr. Adler? No, and I just had a checkup. You did? That's good. And when you got dizzy, did you feel your heart was beating funny? Yes, but I was admiring my beautiful... It's nice to hear after all these years. That's great. (laughs) Did you forget to take any medications today? Took them all. What all did you take? Lipitor, baby aspirin, Flomax. Flomax? Yes. 
Otherwise, I pee 40 times a day. How long have you been taking the Flomax? Not long. I only take it sporadically. I have to sneak it, actually. It reduces semen, which is not good for my wife right now. Sorry. Really? Yes, I prefer a lot of semen. <laughs> I always <laughs> I always have. <laughs> and the reason he's saying this because he and his wife Agnes are trying to have a baby. Oh my god! So he, that the, might be the funniest line in the whole movie. I prefer a lot of semen. Oh my god! Um, so anyway, that's pretty funny. And then they they actually have a nice conversation there too in mm -hmm. that scene because. She basically apologizes for her role in their marriage breaking up. It's like every interaction they have, they start to be more honest about, you know, what went wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, they then decide to, that's kind of the point. Like we haven't really talked about Steve Martin in this movie. He's kind of this character that is helping her build her house. They're mm -hmm. working together. Jane and what's Steve Martin's character's name? Adam. Adam, thank you. Adam is helping Jane build her house, and she keeps forgetting about him, like so much so that it's like embarrassing. Like every appointment they have, she forgets, and he has to call her, and it's just this obvious. Actually, Skyler said last night, she goes, is that to indicate that she's not paying attention? She's only paying attention to her history and not mm -hmm. her future, and you know, I'm no, sure that's there's... very accurate. It is very accurate, and he then it he then calls her when they're in the hotel and says, do you want to go to this film? you know, festival with me. And then she, she says no, and actually chooses instead to have a date with Jake. Yeah. Um, and Jake so is, we haven't played any Pedro no. um, scenes. Uh, yeah. We got to bring Pedro in, but, but just because I have this queued up. Okay. So they go to the party. Am I okay with going to the party or is that too early? Where you mean they're already at the party? Uh, they're in the car on the way to the party. So no, okay. skipping ahead, he does not show up. Jake does not show up for the date that they're supposed to have. It breaks her heart, etc. She then, um, there's a party that her kids are having and she decides to invite Adam to go with her. Mm -hmm. So when he picks her up for the party, um, and, and again, it's this previous scene where she got this joint from Jake, but she decides to smoke some pot. Right. Your question, please don't think that I'm weird or out of line or anything, but do you by any chance smoke smart? Do I, do I what? I mean, do you smoke pot? Uh -huh. I haven't asked anyone that question since I was 22. And that's the funny line. Yeah. You think that's the funny line? Well, there's a lot of funny lines, but that's, that's one that's pretty damn good. So they get to the party and then Steve Martin and uh, Meryl Streep smoke more pot. Well, you know, and, and you can tell that Steve Martin smoked a lot of pot just by the way he's smoking it. And then they go into the party and have a ball. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of leads to the scene where Jake is getting jealous. Um, and I think this is my favorite scene from the from the movie. Um, hold on a second. I, we got to play a little Pedro first. Okay. So who's Pedro, sweetie? So Pedro is um, Jake and Agnes's son. So it's Agnes. So l let me explain this. Not that it really matters, but it just kind of gives you an understanding of why Jake is not as connected to Pedro. Jake had an affair with Agnes. And he left Jane. But then Agnes left Jake, had an affair with somebody, got pregnant, and she got pregnant with Pedro. But then Agnes and Jake ended up together again, and so he's raising Pedro as his stepson. But it's not his son. Not that that should really matter, but it's kind of one of those pieces of information where he's, you know, he's he doesn't, they don't have the tightest relationship. So this is earlier in the movie, but... Um there was a scene where Alec Baldwin's character is trying to very call secretively Jane. call Jane from, and he steps into the shower, <laughs> uh, even though there's no water running, and Pedro shows up. Hey! What were you doing in there? Going to the bathroom. The toilet isn't flush. Yes, it did. Why were you in the shower with your clothes on? <laughs> what are you talking about? I heard the shower door close, Jake. What do you have, x-ray ears? Mm-hmm, yeah. What's up, Pedro? Jake took a shower with his clothes on. <laughs> oh, Pedro, darling. Well, what's he talking about? I don't speak Pedro, that's... I would love to speak Pedro. I don't speak Pedro. And then the other best line, but Pedro's not in it, is when he talked about how Pedro, he... He, he doesn't have good food at his house because Pedro has a limited palate. Yes. And then when he says... I love how quiet it is here. I have no quiet at my house. That's right. <laughs> Just let, so we love Pedro in this movie because he's also the kid from Chef. From Chef, which is a great yes. movie. Yes. 
Um, all right, so now Jake and Jane are in the bathroom. Smoking pot at the party. Mm. Oldest friend. Girlfriend. Okay, you are hilarious. And because of that, even though I kind of hate you, love you, I'm going to let you have some of this. You love me. I mean, I heard hate had top billing, but... Oh, my God. Are you smoking weed in the guest bathroom? Yes, we are. And we'd appreciate it if you were not telling anybody about this. No, never. Just add it to the list. Care for a joke? No. I don't smoke marijuana. <sighs> me neither. Okay, one hit. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that what I look like? <laughs> She's looking in the mirror. Oh, is that what I look like? That's good stuff. That's a that's a great scene. Because how many of us have been intoxicated in some way? And you look in the mirror and you're like, is that me? Right. It's like an out-of-body experience. So anyway, at the end of that party, Agnes realizes that Jake is in love with Jane. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything starts to fall apart. My other hot take is that after this scene, I'm done with the movie. And I kind of am too. But because we were doing this podcast, we decided to watch it all. Right. And it's... It's obviously not as good as the first hour and a half of the movie, but right. it's not that bad. It's more like they got to move the story forward at the expense of some laughter. Right. So uh, the last 20 minutes of the movie, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, it's and not bad. And they have to move the story forward, and it's just not that funny. So um, I think the ending was predictable. I think it's... And what do you, obviously, we're led to believe that Adam and Jane get together well yeah there's basically because he's a good guy and because he's been hurt by her he and again we're not even saying what happens but basically he figures out that jake and jane had been sleeping together and that things weren't completely over and he's like you know what this is too hard for me i you know appreciate you but i can't do this and so you're like okay so she ended up with no one which is fine she's very content to not be with jake and she's like i'm just gonna live my life but then at the very end he um he ends up, you know, well, showing I, up. I like the way that Jane owns her. We see yeah. her reconciliation mm-hmm. of talking to Adam, talking to her three children. She does it in a very adult, um, non-elusive way. Yes. We don't really see Jake's reconciliation, reconciliation. at all. Well, and let let me talk about that scene. One of my favorite scenes, even though it is at the end, um, is when the children are very, they find out too, and they're very traumatized by it. Because as they say to her, we're still dealing with your divorce and now you guys are together. Like it's very confusing. And she basically, they're very sad. And she comes to them and apologizes, like you said, and takes ownership. But then she's like, you know what? I did this for me mm-hmm. and I know that you all feel hurt, but I had to do this for me. And it's part of the reason why I like this as a Mother's Day movie. Our job, we are mothers, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, it's to protect our kids and to help raise our kids. But we have a life too, you know? Like we're trying to figure out our experiences as well. And if we are, if everything we do is about other people, we miss ourselves. And she's probably been sacrificing her, her entire whole life. life. And so I loved that scene and they, they accept that, you know, they're all adults and, you know, of course they're hurt. And and she's like, two things can be true at once. I can be sorry that I hurt you Mm -hmm. and wish that this could have happened differently. That's the ambiguity of life. It is. Both and. This is is her talking. To then have an affair. I know it was hard for me and I was doing it. (laughs) I hope you'll forgive me for confusing you. And betraying your trust. But I did this for me. And I did it for him. And I realized that even though your dad and I once had something extraordinary, now we we no longer really fit together. Not according to you, sweetie. Well, no, she's right. I just, you know, it's like... It's like anything where you're watching a movie and you know these people are not going to last or you know this experience is going to end, but you just appreciate that moment. They're mm-hmm. they're like she said we had something extraordinary and they were kind of running off the fumes of that, mm-hmm. you know? Like this is our history, we're escaping our reality, you know, let's go back in time. But they're not they don't fit together anymore. Yeah. She's different, he's different, and like you said, he needs to be on his own. He needs to figure out his life mm-hmm. and 
and she doesn't want to do that for him. You know, her friends comment uh, a few times, you know, you don't want to take care of him again. And so even though my hot take is I would, I was sad that they didn't end up together. I understood why, you know, there's no way. Can you think of any other movies? Um, and I'm sure there's a ton, but any that popped to mind, uh, where the couple ends up not together. Oh God. The, the one that I always talk about that you haven't watched yet, it's Sarah Polly's movie and it's called Take This Waltz, hmm. I think. And it's um, Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen, hard movie for me to watch. Um, the movie, again, uh, not again, um, the one with the singing, Glenn Hansen. Once. Once. Yes. That was very difficult um, to watch. Um, I have another one. Go ahead. La La Land. La La Land was difficult. Yeah. La La Land, even though, see, that's another one where it kind of makes sense, right? That yeah. they don't, um, you know, it's like seeing somebody and being like, we had our time, but we're, we weren't meant to be together forever. What about I mean, Before Sunrise? Well, but we have more knowledge about we that. Do, do. And really, they didn't say we're done. They said we're going to meet again in a year. Uh, the Breakup? That's oh, a good that one. was hard. Yeah, the breakup was because hard. that was a comedy, but also got serious. And you'd think that it's very traditional for those two characters to end up together at the end of the movie, and they don't. They don't. I was really frustrated during the breakup. I liked the breakup, and you and you and I have used the breakup on Zen Parenting Radio a lot yeah. because their arguments are so on the nose mm -hmm. about what people argue about, and I mean on the nose in a good way. Like they really hit uh, something yeah. that I don't think a lot of movies talk about. But there was so much immaturity yeah. in that movie that I was like, I just don't think they would have done this or that or the other. But it was still hard to watch. I have another tearjerker. What? The Fault in Our Stars. Well. They don't end up together for different reasons. I was going to say, they do end up together. They just, life is what it is. Life is complicated. Exactly. It's all right. Because I would say, like, similarly, Perks of Being a Wallflower, there's uh, some couples you want to end up together, and they don't, but they there's possibility, but you kind of know that they won't. And I got um, one more. Big one. Okay, let's hear it. Brokeback Mountain. Oh, Brokeback Mountain hurts my soul. Wish I can quit you. Wish, wish I could quit you. That one hurts because they could have made it... Well, I mean, it was a, such a different time, but like Jake Gyllenhaal's explanation of we can just have a ranch and we can have the horses and we can live there and no one has to know mm -hmm. that we're a couple. Not that I think they should be hiding themselves, but they just lived in a different time. But they could have worked. It could have worked. But Heath Ledger, what was his name? Enos? Enos. Enos. He couldn't do it. Yeah. And then he, I think, regretted it. Um, and then it's such an awful way that Jake... I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Well, we're, I mean, we're ruining all these movies for all these people. That's I all right. Know. And then last one is A Star is Born. Ugh. We should just call this a tearjerker category. Well, and these are like totally different than a couple not right. ending up together. I know. I know. Like these are like ends where like, yeah, I mean, that's brutal. Um, okay. So I have, what else do I have? So I have a question for you. Yes. Give me, uh, of the main characters, who is the most morally... On point. Steve Martin. And then go down the line. Who's second all the way through? Like, Just the three of them? No, no. Let's add in... Um, the kids? No, no. Jake's uh, wife. Oh, Agnes? And um, I feel like we should add at least one more, but let's... Okay. So Steve Martin is number one. Yeah. His character is intact. I would say number two would be Jane. Would you, would you say? Probably. Or no, no. You know who would be? John Krasinski. Right, because yes. they kind of give him, yeah. a, you know, because he's like kind of keeping secrets, but yeah. he's also, you know, handling things. Then well. it's Jane. Then it's Jane. Then it it's and then it's Agnes, Agnes. and yeah. then it's Jake. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think Agnes. Pretty Pedro's number one though. Pedro, darling. I don't speak Pedro. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any funny quotes that I really liked. Um. I think I played all the good quotes. Um. And you think Adam and Jane end up together? Well, I think they give it a go. I don't think either of them, you know, they're still both reeling from their divorces. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're like, hey, let's get married tomorrow. Um, I think they're just like, we appreciate each other and I really like you. And I, one of the scenes I really like is, you know, Steve Martin is saying, I've been on a ton of dates and it's just not working out. And I'm going out with women who like, don't know 
they're so much younger than me that we don't have a lot in common. And so when they really do have a good time, Meryl Streep's like, you know, what is it like to be with someone older, yeah. you know, because they're the same age. And he's like, my age is, your age is my favorite thing about you, yeah. that they are the same age. So I kept asking Todd last night at every scene, I'm like, is my age the best thing about me? Todd, you don't I want say? me to be younger, do you? No, babe. Right? Like, don't you love being with somebody who's like, like you lived the same life? I always find it interesting, whether it's um, an older man and a younger woman or an older woman and a younger man. I think it'd be an interesting, a whole new set of challenges. Yeah, different. To couple with somebody who's 20 years younger than you. Who doesn't or, know who Toad the Wet Sprocket is. Or 20 years older <laughs> than you. Uh, it's just a different, and not not undoable i mean you can definitely no, make it do happen it. people do it it's just it it offers a lot of interesting dynamics and sometimes our maturity level is such like jake his maturity level was more like agnes yeah to be honest like he yeah. wasn't a mature um adult yet he was still kind of functioning like a young person who was being very like um not thinking about consequences so there's definitely that but it is interesting like you know the two people we always talk about is leonardo dicaprio tends to date women who are very young mm -hmm. and they remain the same age as he gets older and then jake gyllenhaal does too like i think his girlfriend right now is like 22 and there's nothing illegal about it it's not like it's wrong it's just you kind of are like why mm -hmm. i mean and we know why because they're beautiful because they're models i get the surface level but they're just to our point, like my daughter's 20. Do you know what I mean? Like what she's going through versus what Todd and I are going through, we're, it, it's completely different lives. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is 40 or 50 and they're dating someone 20, I just, you know, and I, I don't know. You ready for my trivia? Sure. Uh, Meryl Streep had asked her alma mater, Vassar College? Vassar. Vassar College. If they could film the college graduation scenes on their campus, they refuse, even though Streep serves on the board of trustees. Yeah, they said no way. Uh, if that's true, what are you doing? What are you doing, Vassar College? Uh, and the scene where Jane answers a phone call from her daughter, Lauren, she's clearly surprised by Jake, who kisses her, causing her to say, you're still on the phone instead of, you're, you're still, still on, on the, the plane. plane. This was a genuine reaction from Meryl Streep, who did not expect Alec Baldwin to kiss her. Nancy Myers had directed Alec to kiss Meryl since it would be something Jake would do. Fortunately, Streep kept the scene going and incorporated her mistake. Therefore, the scene would be kept in the movie. It was great. Like, we watched it three times last night. because we And were we've reading. seen that movie a bazillion times. Never picked up on the fact that that was a... An error. Yeah, a but spontaneous, spontaneous thing. thing. Whatever Hermes is, Hermes... Hermes. Hermes noticed an uptick in sales of their scarves as Meryl Streep wears three of them during the course of the film. I think it's Hermes. I don't, I don't know how to say it, everybody. Sorry, I don't know fashion, but I know guy? it's not Isn't Hermes. Is there a guy named Hermes from Rudolph the red Nose Ranger? No, just Hermie. Hermie. It's not the same thing. It's not his scarves. In the movie, Jane teases Jake about being an older father and, and being almost 80 when a potential child graduates college since his second wife wants to have a baby. Shortly after making the movie, Alec, who played Jake, married a younger woman and has several children with her. In real life, he will be over 80 when his youngest graduates college. Yes, yeah, several children, for sure. Like, he has four girls, four boys, I think, now. Um, we talked about Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin on SNL. Um, word has that Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Michael Douglas, and Tom Hanks were considered for the role of Jake Adler. Obviously, Alec was the one. But well, if you had to choose one of these other guys, who would you choose? Okay, so so I feel like Harrison Ford could have done it because I'm thinking working girl Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Like he had that kind of edge if you guys like working girl. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I think Mel Gibson could have done it, but we're not, again, Mel Gibson has quite the issues um and then who's the other tom hanks michael no. douglas and tom hanks michael douglas would be it's like the two extremes tom hanks is too friendly and michael douglas is too scary yeah right um i think harrison ford would he yeah, is harrison he ford harrison ford funny enough to do this movie well he can do did you do you think working girl is funny i think he's funny in that no, I don't think he's particularly funny and working girl. Oh, I do. Um, I think he has, he's like kind of, he's he's a great guy, but kind of slimy. Mm -hmm. And he, and again, he's not supposed to be funny in regarding Henry, but he has that like 
Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. He likes Cheez-Its. Um, it's extremely rare for the lead actress to be older than her leading man. Yeah. Meryl is nine years older than Alec, while Steve is older than Meryl. This speaks to Meryl's talents and shows how great she fits with Alec. You'd never notice the age difference. No, you wouldn't. We we were looking that up last night. Like, he's literally, did you say nine years younger nine than her? Nine years. Yeah, so, but you don't think a thing of it. And um, they just had a ball. So, can I say a few things about this movie sure. as far as, you know, and then we'll get into their movies? Um, first of all, this movie is comfort food. Like yeah. we said, Nancy Meyers movies are so easy to look at. They're just soothing. My daughter, who's really into Huga, which is the comfort, you know, that word is a, um, where's it from? Where's Huga from? Denmark. It's Norway, Denmark. Denmark. It, then, you know, it basically means comfort and cozy. And it's a total Huga movie to us because not only is everything beautiful, but Meryl Streep runs a bakery and everything in the bakery looks amazing. And yes. there's a scene where she and Steve Martin make chocolate croissants. And it's so fun to watch because they have all the right equipment and all because they're at her bakery and her bakery is amazing. And also, we even last night paused to see everything they had on the menu there. And you just totally want to go eat at this bakery. So it's it's about the movie and the actors, and it's also about how you feel when you watch it. You just like you're just comfortable. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say about like why we even chose this movie. Obviously, the focus on the mom for Mother's Day, but there's also something where it's so easy. It's one of these movies that if like it's on if we're flipping through channels or we don't really do that anymore but if you look at hulu and it says these are the movies that are on now you got always you gotta see which which part it's on yeah and odds are you're gonna hang around for a bit so let's talk about um these three are you ready for this now sort of so what Todd and I want to finish with is we have these three main characters who are very famous people. We have Alec Baldwin, we have um, Meryl Streep, and we have Steve Martin. So I said to Todd, come up with your favorite movies that these people have done, minus it's complicated, mm-hmm. because obviously we know we already love this movie. And, you know, it kind of gives us a an understanding of what we like that these people do. Yeah. So you start with Alec Baldwin. What's your favorite Alec Baldwin movie? I actually kind of skipped over Alec Baldwin because I didn't really have... I mean, I loved him in 30 Rock, but... And I know he's in The Departed, yeah. which I've only seen once. I, I just don't know if I've rewatched any Alec Baldwin movies more than once or twice. Interesting. And I know he's in, like, Working Girl, and he's in a lot of stuff. Like The Cooler. The Cooler was really good, yeah. Um... But as far as a leading man, I, I didn't, nothing popped to mind. What about you? Yeah, it's, it's so I feel very similarly. Uh, the the movies that he was like leading man, like Hunt for Red October and all those really serious movies that he did, I didn't really, those are not my movies. The movies that I wrote down that, <laughs> that I watch all the time, because I'm a rewatcher of movies for comfort, Along Came Polly, he's in that. And yeah. he's not even that good. I don't even necessarily love him in it. It's just I see it so often. Um, it's actually a Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston movie, but he's a character in it. Um, it, it this is a really interesting one to me. Um, he's in Notting Hill for like two minutes. Hmm. He is Julia Roberts' boyfriend. So when she's with Hugh Grant, they go back to her hotel room and Alec Baldwin is there. So it's like it's a cameo. Yeah. But it's like the perfect cameo. So he's not really in it. I just really appreciated that. Um, Working Girl, which you already said, which his character, Mick, is like a total jerk and mm-hmm. cheats on, you know, Melanie Griffith, whatever. And then she's having a baby. Yeah, he plays a good jerk in that. Yes, he kind of has a, he always plays this kind of character, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a little trickiness to him. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right, so let's go Steve Martin next. Okay, so you go. Uh, Steve Martin was much easier for me. I mean, there's so many. Um, Planes, Trains, and Auto- Automobiles has to be number one. Of course. Uh, we've done Parenthood on this podcast. Yeah, we, yeah we've done it on Pop Culture. Yeah. Uh, but the one that nobody ever watches that I love is a little movie that I like to call My Blue Heaven. <laughs> and I'm about to play the funniest part of that whole movie. Find it. See. I know how it feels to be disappointed. When I was seven years old, no, eight, all I wanted for Christmas was a new red bicycle. My favorite uncle, Uncle Alfresco, swore to me that he would buy me that bicycle. I counted the days until Christmas. Five o'clock, Christmas morning, I run down... Nobody move. 
So this is the part where uh, a bunch of people try, to, a couple of gangsters try to shoot Steve Martin, and he does these kind of flips and jumps, and he disarms the bad guys, <laughs> and then he picks up right where he where left. Where he off. left. Nice action. Thanks. I thought you didn't I know lied. Anything. Now where was I? Oh yes. Five o'clock Christmas morning. I run downstairs and look under the tree, and what do I find? Uncle Alfresco, dead on the floor, shot through the back of the head. Plus, no bicycle. It was a disappointing Christmas on many levels. It was a disappointing Christmas on many levels. Our children say that line a lot. <sighs> Plus, no bicycle. Steve Martin, he's so good. So yeah, that's what I got for Steve Martin. Do you have anything different yeah. than what so I... So Parenthood is definitely my favorite, oh, wow. which makes me laugh. Over planes, he... trains, and automobiles? Yeah. Oh, um, especially because he's supposed to be 35 in the movie and he's like full gray, yeah. but you know... He went gray early though. He did. He did. Um, and then The Jerk is my favorite Steve oh, Martin movie. Yeah. Now, The Jerk is so over the top. When you watch it now, you're like, okay, relax, yeah. you know, because he's so... It's kind of like seeing Jim Carrey do the mask, yeah. you know, like it's so over the top. But I grew up with The Jerk. Like, people were, we used to quote that movie all the time. Like, put it this way. It was one of the first times I saw my mom laugh super, super, super hard at a movie. So then you know it's got to be something you need to watch, even though we weren't supposed to when it came out. Um, and then Planes, Trades, and Automobiles, of course, because that has both the, just like Parenthood does, it has the humor, but the warmth mm -hmm. and the deeper message. So um, I want to play uh, one of the... Oh, yeah, this is it. So Steve Martin thinks that this is the funniest line he's ever uttered in any movies. <laughs> yeah. He's hitchhiking in the jerk. I'm hitchhiking. How far are you going? Hey, Lewis, how far are you going? To the end of this fence. <laughs> okay. I'm David Johnson. What's your name, sir? Here we are. That's not the line. No, it's where he says he's his, like he says his name is Saint, Saint Louis, right? He's like Saint Louis. No, Naven, Naven Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> but I don't remember where that is. It's a bummer. Um, but that is a funny scene too because he only takes him to yeah. the end of the fence. <laughs> like that movie is, it's full of it, oh you know, and it's totally not PC anymore. Genius you know? of Carl Reiner. Um, so anyway, that those are my favorite Steve Martin movies. Meryl Streep. Okay, go ahead. Once again. Amazing movies that I've never seen. Like, I've never seen Silkwood. Mm. I haven't seen all, most of her awesome stuff. So I just went obvious. Uh, Doubt, we saw in the theater. Oh, so good. Which is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Mm -hmm. And then um, it's, it's really one it wasn't as much about Meryl Streep, but she was a big part of the movie, which was Deer Hunter. Yeah. yeah. And we watched Deer Hunter a few years ago. It is a, it's a three-hour film. It is a slow burn. And they're like... Because we're so fast paced now in movies and TV, like there's like 18 minute scenes. I know. And there's mostly open space yes. in the scenes themselves. I'm like, is this a joke? I know. We were like, I would say we were bored. Yes. Like we, they would keep the camera on them doing like nothing. They forgot to say, they forgot to say cut. cut. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Which I'm sure people who are huge movie fans, there's probably something in the lighting that we're missing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people who understand cinema. Um, my favorite Meryl Streep movies are like the, it, it's, so I would start with Kramer versus Kramer um, just because. It was the first time I really knew who she was. Um, I would say the movie that like stuck with me the longest when I was younger was Heartburn. Mm -hmm. um, that with Jack? Uh, yeah. And it was written by Nora Ephron and it was about her relationship with, um, uh, which guy, the two guys, the Nixon guys, the Watergate guys, um, what were they named? Wood, Woodward and Bernstein. There you go. Um, so I think she was married to Carl Bernstein mm -hmm. and they basically, she wrote a screenplay about her break up with him and so that's what heartburn was about and jack um um nicholson nicholson i'm sorry my brain jack nicholson played him and so it was the two of them so again it's just one of these other acting experiences where you're just watching people act in this amazing way and then the last one sorry i know that people will like jump all over me but i love mama mia mama mia and it's so bad it's good like i get it i know that it's cheesy I've watched it a million times and there are scenes that are as cheesy as can be. And Skylar and I pick them apart and we're like, why is this happening? But it's so fun. And I'm so impressed 
that she is willing to go from the French lieutenant's woman and Sophie's choice and then do Mamma Mia. That's got to be fun. hard to turn the song off i know so you know and again i even though we kind of yeah, you can turn it on now and that's not even the right version because that's the i know ABBA i play the real one um so another thing about nancy myers uh who you know was the director of this movie um she and Nora efron actually worked together um they worked together on when harry met sally they worked together on baby boom um, they work together on Father of the Bride. Um, and so there's a whole kind of genre of their movies. Um, and, it, you know, the top billing depends on which movie it is. But, you know, this is, I think, the thing that I think is funny about these movies, the these Nancy Myers movies, are their titles. Mm-hmm. Like, It's Complicated is such a boring title or Something's Gotta Give is such a boring title. Like, mm-hmm. they, and I, I get it. Like, they're, they're, they're just, to me, they're, they're boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yes. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. We're going to do a movie for Father's Day. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to give you guys a little hint. You will come. Oh, he just says it once. Did you hear it? Yeah. If you build it, they will come. That's right. That is um, a that is an ultimate Father's Day movie. Field of Dreams is going to be next on Pop Culturing in June, unless we do one in between. We just so, thought about doing Wedding Crashers. So. Yeah, we need to do that too. Let's do that after Field of Dreams. Right. Um, so everybody, if you're listening to this, um, go follow Pop Culturing so you get every episode that we do. That's, right. That's probably the thing that you can help us the most with. If you listen to Zen Parenting Radio, follow us. If you listen to Pop Culturing, follow us, because then you don't have to worry about looking for our shows. They just show up in your podcast app um or you can tell a friend that's another you thing can tell you can a friend help. you can give us a review oh by the way i forgot to mention we have a zen parenting has a youtube channel and oh. i was instructed by brad our marketing tech guy is that we got to start talking about it well is pop culturing going to be up there too uh i think we're going to put all of it on okay there. so go to um in the show notes our youtube channel will be in the show notes and just subscribe to it all right um and in closing i'll play this music See you all uh, for Father's Day. Feel the dreams. Keep trucking. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have appreciated or enjoyed a decade of Zen Parenting Radio podcasts, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review. We are grateful for your support. If you want more Zen Parenting, consider joining Team Zen Circle, our very own app that includes our virtual community, exclusive content, and support from us. You could also purchase Kathy's award-winning book, Zen Parenting, Caring for Ourselves and Our Children in an Unpredictable World, or subscribe to Zen Parenting Moment. You can find these opportunities and more at zenparentingradio.com slash resources. And if you want to connect through social networking, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Keep trucking, and we'll talk to you again next week.